Happy Halloween, all you ghosts and goblins out there. Today is a special day. It is All Hallows' Eve. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Halloween writing and NaNoWriMo as it's literally just around the corner. Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween. I love Halloween. I know you can't see me right now, but I have on these sweatpants that have villain faces on it. And I also have a Halloween Town sweatshirt that I got from Etsy. I saw it on Etsy and I was like, I can't not, <laughs> can't not. Even though it's like, oh, it's like, that's nuts. That's not a need. And I was like, but don't I need it? Really? I think you probably agree with me. <laughs> All right. In today's episode of the How to Write a Book podcast, we are talking about Halloween writing and a little bit of NaNoWriMo. We will have a couple more episodes really diving into what is NaNoWriMo and also what to expect as a participant of NaNoWriMo and from the How to Write a Book podcast, which I'm very excited about. Um, I know that I've hinted at it a little bit, but it's it's really exciting. I'm, I have been so pumped because this whole month I have been doing just nonstop recordings and I am blissfully exhausted and I've learned a lot and I've been ultra inspired. So I'm, I'm really excited for you to be inspired as well. Did I say inspired or expired? Pretty sure in, inspired. All right. So let's talk about what's around the corner, right? So National Novel Writing Month starts November 1st, so this is going to start tomorrow. And what does that mean for today? That means today is Halloween. It is October 31st. Uh, Here, where I'm recording, it's about 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you're listening to this, hello from the future, possibly. And it's a special day because Halloween holds, I think, so much emotion for writers, and I think that's because Halloween really brings brings forward the idea of anything is possible. And not just that, it's like a buy-in from the whole world. You know, everyone has either, you know, heard of Halloween or participates in Halloween in some degree. And it can be varying, varying types of involvement. You know, whether you are giving out candy, going to Halloween parties, Maybe you're like me and you want to just watch Halloween movies all day. Um, You know, it's kind of like this aura in the universe. And maybe you have a culture that also celebrates Halloween in a different way. So for myself, uh, me and my family, we will be putting up the altar for the Dia de los Muertos coming out tomorrow or coming up tomorrow. And uh, so there's an extension of Halloween in that sense that the the feeling of the supernatural still exists. 
Um, and so what I wanted to talk a little bit about, and we'll make this episode pretty short because, you know, y'all got to start prepping for NaNoWriMo, whether that's getting your favorite cup of coffee ready or whether that's actually preparing your outline. We don't got that much time, y'all. We, we got to get going. We got to get writing. Uh, I know for myself, I'm going to be joining a writing sprint. Um, it'll be midnight their time. So it'll actually be just 9, 9 p.m. my time. So, it'll, so I'm lucked out there. But um, that's going to be really great for me to kick off NaNoWriMo, I think. Does it count if I'm still in October? I'm going to say it, it does. I'm going to say it does. Oh, I'll work on the outline more. Let's do that. Yeah. I'm not cheating. All right. So let's talk about a little bit about Halloween's influence on writing. So let's go back. And y'all, I had a hard time trying to pronounce some things here. So bear with me. <laughs> okay. So as we know, Halloween has you know deep historical origins. You know, it dates back to the Celtic festivals um, like Samhain, which is S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And I realized that I didn't know how to actually say that um, I didn't know how to actually say that word. Apologies for the cut right there. I realized that there was um, some noise happening in the background. And so I went to go annihilate the noise. I was like, you will not defeat me in this podcast episode. Y'all, just like writing. Sometimes Things will happen and you're like, oh, maybe it's not a good day for writing. But really, I think the universe is just challenging you. It's like, oh, this is going to be a really good one. Are you ready? Are you going to show up? And I'm like, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. All right. So apologies for the interruption. Okay. Going back to Samhain. Um, So that is um, going back to the Celtic festivals. And like we do today, a lot of people believe that the boundary between the living and the dead is blurred. And I think that the way that I learned about it is the veil between the living and the dead gets thinner. Um, so what does this mean for, you know, people who believe in, you know, the spiritual side of the world or people who might have a more of an affinity towards um, sensing things that might not be there? Um, I think that it can be summed up that the spirits who walk on the other side of this veil then are able to be louder, to be seen more, um, can be noticed more. And that is something that I think is a very common theme in horror movies, Halloween movies, Halloween books about the connection between the living and the dead. Um, now, of course, because this holiday has been going on for hundreds of years, it has definitely evolved. You know, we are not there anymore. We now celebrate in different ways, just like I mentioned earlier. Now we you know, talk with each other about Halloween costumes and candy. Um, I was talking with my sister yesterday and she was asking me, so are you going to go to you know that one nice neighborhood that they have like really big houses, which means they're going to have great candy because she knows me. Y'all, you probably have an idea as to how old I really am. And I'm way past trick-or-treating age, like way past trick-or-treating age, but <laughs> but I still, I'll put on a mask and like a cloak and I'll go trick-or-treating, you know, you don't need to see my face in order to believe that I'm like some adorable 12 year old who's asking for big old candy bars, you know? So I'm sorry if I ruined that for everyone who actually gives out candy. Now they're going to question, you know, every single 12 year old that comes up to them in a mask. Apologies for ruining that holiday for you. So um, I still do that, you know, and I'll go have a good time and I'll get some big old candy bars. And do you, does anyone remember? 
back in the day when you would go to houses and they would give you full-size candy bars, like like a serious Kit Kat, you know, like one that fit over both hands, you know, well, now that I'm older, it's probably just one hand, but you know, you'd get like full Twix, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups that came with like two or three of them, like huge, right? And now they give these little rinky dinky candies. <laughs> it's like, that's, I think that's why I'm like, oh, well, why am I going to go out there? <laughs> the candy, the candy isn't as what it used to be. So Halloween has transformed, right? Um, we preserve some traditions while now mixing in the elements of the spooky, the supernatural and the fun as well as the commercial part of it. Um, and what do I mean by preserving some traditions? I mean, a lot of us still put jack-o'-lanterns outside. Jack-o'-lanterns were believed to scare off spirits. You know, you lit um, a pumpkin, put a scary face onto it or a carving into it, and it could scare off the evil spirits that were coming to the house, you know. Um, and some of us, you know, we do other things. Maybe we put up the altars, right? Like I just mentioned. Um, or maybe we decide that we're going to dress up like a family in Halloween. Even that is a tradition that might be longstanding inside your own your own world. So we've definitely taken this holiday, I think, differently than other holidays. In that we've happily mixed lots of different cultures together. Um, as well as different traditions together, both modern and back in the day. So now, how does that really link itself onto the written word? Now for myself, for myself, I am always inspired by this time of year. I love pumpkin spice lattes. (laughs) Couldn't go to the far side. Um, I also love to explore the paranormal. Um, like I mentioned, Dia de los Muertos is like very important to me and my family. I actually didn't used to celebrate this holiday when I was a kid. Like my family didn't grow up celebrating it. Like we knew of it, but in, you know, we knew other family members who would celebrate it, but I didn't celebrate it. I wasn't until I was older that I started celebrating. Um, and that along with this idea that, you know, Halloween has, this time of year where anything is possible. The question of, you know, really, is there something beyond death, right? Beyond that. And that's really what this holiday is about. It's it's connecting the veil, right? Can we see, hear, touch the people that have passed on? And, you know, these stories can very wildly, right? From you seeing somebody from your own life to going to a haunted house and experiencing, you know, people that have passed on that, you know, aren't related to you. They're legends. They're scary legends. You know, you go to Universal Studios, for example, um, and they have the yearly um, Halloween horror nights. And it's like this uh, kind of collection of rides and mazes. And it's different scary movies or scary franchises that are occurring. Like I think they've done the Saw movies. They've done Chucky for sure. Uh, They've done the clown it. Um, And then they do classics like Dracula, Frankenstein. So there's already this kind of cultural storytelling. Like we have these monsters that have existed for decades, decades. I mean, just go back. Let's talk about Dracula, right? I mean, that is, he, he is just an icon now. And we've changed Dracula over the decades. Like 
way over the decades, right? What used to be, you know, the widow's peak with the white skin and the red collar now has turned into multiple TV shows, you know, Gary Oldman (laughs) in the Dracula Bram Stoker movie. Um, We've done so many different things to the character of Hotel Transylvania. And all of this is linked to, I think, the story that we all know, right? We have adopted the story. We know the story. And now because of that story, we can make new stories. So it's really fascinating what we've done with legends as well as new stories that that come out from this holiday. Now, speaking of the written word, um, just like Hotel Transylvania and all these amazing, you know, cool movies, um, let's mention some famous literary works that really feel like Halloween. So probably one of the most iconic is Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. I read this when I was a kid and I was absolutely beautifully scarred. (laughs) It's a tale really about murder and madness. And I think it really kind of embodies that feeling of unknowing and dread with Halloween's kind of more origins. Like what's the unknown, right? And for those of you who haven't read it, it's a man who has committed murder and it's kind of come back to haunt him. And then you have to kind of, you know, wonder, is it him? Is it him who's actually seeing stuff or has the dead come back to haunt him for his crime? Another classic is Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, featuring the Headless Horseman. Um, Now, this one, I think, really hits the nail on the head because when it comes to the Headless Horseman, we also have the pumpkins, we have the scary town, we have legends, um, we have, you know, if you go to the movie with, oh gosh, Johnny Depp, you know, that we have kind of witchery and sorcery, witchcraft, And this whole aura of can the dead come back? That's what the character's facing the whole time. The character is like, no, the supernatural doesn't exist. I can explain everything through science and medicine. And then he's faced with the very real (laughs) fact that the dead can come back to life and haunt you. So um, all of this is really, I think, a way for us to say, yes, I'm open to the different possibilities. I'm open to knowing or understanding more what I don't know. On a broader scale, how you can apply this to your writing today is challenge yourself to think of your draft differently. And no matter what genre you're writing, whether that's memoir, nonfiction, self-help, fantasy, you're writing horror, question it a little bit differently. You know, what have you not thought about? Maybe what about today has brought a new perspective or a new idea as to opening up doors for your storytelling. Maybe you didn't think about a possibly, you know, haunted house. And maybe that haunted house isn't actually haunted for your self-help book, but maybe it represents something for you. Maybe it was a house where, where you resolved trauma and now it's not haunted anymore. You know, go to your fantasy. And in your fantasy, is there a legend of something that has come back to seek its vengeance? And what I love about Halloween is that it finally allows you to just 
open up a bit. You know, you can dress up, you can, you know, indulge in candy, you can watch scary movies, but it allows you to do something different than what you're expected to do throughout the year. It's, it is in that sense, the opening of the veil, right? Because you're not letting in, you know, um, spirits, things like that. What you're letting in is the possibility of creativity. How can you make things different? How can you make things a little bit more abnormal than what they are in your book? All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the How to Write a Book podcast today. I apologize for the interference earlier with the sound. All right. So have a great, happy, and safe Halloween if you are celebrating. And tomorrow, we're going to be dropping the first episode of the NaNoWriMo November marathon that we have, which means you'll be getting an episode every day for the show in the month of November. Are you excited? I'm excited. It's exciting. Y'all keep writing. Enjoy. Happy Halloween. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at Maciel Writes. That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.